We're not sated. We want more, more, more. Just one more hit. More T20 stuff for you this week. And a test match. It's cricket, only better. Welcome back to Cricket Only Better. 113. Worried about the come down post World Cup? Gnashing your teeth at the thought of withdrawal symptoms? Do not worry. The build up to the World Cup T2020 22 starts here. Sam Collins explains all. Indeed, just when you thought that cricket might have cricketed itself out, it said, no, we're cricket. We've got lots more cricket for you. Enjoy the cricket. We have specifically two T20 cricket series starting this very week. And like slightly tired dogs with slightly mangy bones, we're right back at it, yapping at the door to be let out to roam among the markets is none other than betting dot betfairs Paul Krishnamurti. Hello, Paul. Hi, Sam. Hello. You sound as enthusiastic as always, Paul. Great <laughs> to have you on. And keener than a Jack Russell with the scent of a ferret is SportingLife's.com's Richard Mann. We won't remind him about what he said about David Warner or what he said about Australia. Oh, I just did. What did you say about Australia and what did you say about David Warner, Richard Mann? All good things. All good things, Sam. Indeed. Brian, We're massive tell them, Warner fans on this show. Tell them what games they've got coming up this week, Ed Hawkins. Yes, we've got a couple of T20 series to get our teeth stuck into. Uh, India versus New Zealand, that's our first game. Then we've got Bangladesh versus Pakistan. And clearly the World Cup was just a warm-up for these matches. It was indeed. They are vital. Um, the great news is we also have a test match to preview. What's that? I don't know, but I, I gather it will be a test and I'm sure that the guys will. Best bets are also still to come, guys. Your reminder that we do win you money. We are plus 29. So let's go. Right, housekeeping time. And I'm feeling personally a little bit lost that I no longer have an outright to go straight to. So I thought I'd change things up a bit and we're going to go to a listener question. We're having a bit of a wibble on the World Cup that's just finished and a sneaky peek at those ashes. December the 8th, the start, remember, so not far to go there. So the first question is from Ashkaz, uh, who says, what's your lad's thoughts on this, considering Australia won six out of seven tosses at this year's World Cup 2? I can't see the picture, so I can't see what he's saying, Ed. Want me to tell you. Toss report yes, the men's please. T20 World Cup winners. Um, basically, there's been a toss bias in all the T20 World Cups. Uh, 2016 West Indies, they won six out of six tosses. 2014 winners, uh, Sri Lanka, they won four out of six. 2012 West Indies, they won six out of seven. England, the odd one out, winning three out of just uh, just three out of seven in 2010. However, basically, what they're saying is it's not unusual what we've just seen happening in that tournament in the UAE. It's not unusual. Paul Krishnamurti, bonkers stats there. Tell us what is going on. Well, it's really depressing, isn't it, really? Um, I don't think they should ever hold another major tournament in United Arab Emirates again, but they doubtless will. Um, look, it's easy to sound like sour grapes that we're all against Australia, and I don't take anything away from them. They, they did what they had to do. They won those games. Um but it was the same as the IPL. Personally, you know, I was on Pakistan. I was very happy here with them and they've lost the toss to semi-final and gone out. It was the same with Delhi in the IPL. And I mean, you know, we were talking a year ago about the 
emerging toss bias in T20 cricket. It's not just in that country, but at Dubai, it is, it's off the scale. I mean, you know, that's not really, it's just not suitable for a major cricket tournament. Okay, Richard, I've got one for you on the Ashes. Quick check on the prices they first from Betfair Exchange. Australia at 1.35, England 5.7, 9.8 the draw. Um, odds on David Warner being man of the series as yet unknown. Um, this question comes from at matter 03086407, who may or may not be a bot, but he says, um, I know... Um, former England uh, and Yorkshire captain in the news quite a lot at the moment, um, talks a reasonable amount of rubbish, but his idea of taking Livingston to the Ashes seems like a good idea. At least it's a point of difference. The usual squad we turn up and get hammered with would rather him than multiple, multiple 85 miles an hour right arm seamers. Um, before I come to you, Richard, man, I'm just going to point out that England did win the Ashes in 10-11 um, with a lot of 85 mile an hour right arm seamers. But Richard, what do you make of... Um, matters question well excellent work some avoiding the swear words in between <laughs> um, I, I am a Livingston fan actually um, I think he's you know a fine player but I think we've got to be careful about just jumping on the one day international bandwagon and chucking people in it happened with Jason Roy in the last ashes it didn't work and I think actually England have probably picked the best batters available actually you look at the side they've got they've got Milan in good player quick bowling obviously Root Stokes back Ollie Pope Butler Besto I'd say those are England's best test match cricketers at the moment batting anyway um, so I think they've probably picked as well as they could have done whether it's good enough we'll have to wait and see This wasn't the original idea with Livingston that he was a wild card in the event that Stokes wasn't there <sighs> yeah I, I see it to a certain extent but I We've got to be careful about the, you know, the difference between red and white ball. The white one doesn't move, and even this cookerboard, Australia will get some lateral movement. It'll be much harder for Livingston. Now it'd be different if he'd been playing loads of county cricket, loads of red ball cricket, um, and I know he has done it in the past. But I think it'd be a massive ask for him to chuck him in an Ashes series um, and expect him to do the business. And as well, is it fair? Would it be fair to him to jump the gun over the likes of Pope or? Um, maybe a best. Or I'm not sure. I suppose the one guy you could maybe argue you could you could chuck him in there ahead of Dan Lawrence, but Lawrence has been around the squad for a while now and probably deserves his crack as well. So, uh, look, I think England have probably selected as well as they could have done, and they've had a big bonus that Stokes is back. Okay, thank you, Richard. You see. Folks, your questions answered, so please do keep them coming into us um, at Cricket Betting. Um, right, so nice to be talking about Test Cricket again, isn't it? Um, Ed Hawkins, you have spotted something Ashes-wise. Uh, yeah, very quickly. Uh, series correct score market. Uh, avoid like the plague. Um, the Perth Test is in significant doubt. Now, the India uh, withdrawal from that Old Trafford Test in the summer could be setting a precedent for this one. It's quarantine rules which England are kicking up a fuss about. Uh, in Western Australia, they're much, much stricter. Be very surprised if they play a test match there. That uh, could mean they move it somewhere else or it could mean they just scrap it altogether. So don't play that market just yet. Thank you to our coronavirus correspondent, Edward Hawkins. Um, let's get on with the games, starting with India versus New Zealand. India versus New Zealand, three-match 2020 series, starting 
on Wednesday from Jaipur. The odds currently India 1.54, New Zealand 2.74, then games on Friday and Sunday from Ranchi and Kolkata. Ed Hawkins, please, can we have a lowdown? Yes, you can. Uh, India may well line up like this, although we have an asterisk by this because we expect plenty of changes throughout the series. Uh, India surely are going to experiment. Virat Kohli's not there, of course. Uh, so we've got players probably playing out positions because in their wisdom, India have picked five openers in this squad uh, and they have a dearth of all-rounders. But KL Rahul and Ishan Kishan to open. I think Rohit might bat at three. Then we've got Sky Yadav, Pant, Venkatesh Iyer, the KKR opener. He's going to have to play in the middle order, I think. Ravi Ashwin, Bhuv Kumar, Harsh Patel, Yuz Chahal and Avesh Khan. So it's an IPL-style bowling attack. New Zealand, Duptill, Mitchell, Williamson, Phillips, Seifert, Nisham, Santner, Southie, Milne, Lockie Ferguson is back after an injury kept him out of that T20 World Cup. Denuma and Ish Sodi. I don't think Bolt's going to be involved. I know he's in the squad, but we suspected him. Suspecting he will be rested. Uh, it's at the Sawai Man Singh Stadium. Now, 160 plus, nine out of your last 14. Those are two IPL campaigns. Those first innings statistics, 2019 and 2018. And guess what? We've got a toss bias. Last six have been won by the side batting second. Overall, nine out of 14, one batting second. Oh, Paul Krishnamurti, New Zealand must be absolutely raring to go for this. Psyched. It's incredibly harsh on them. It's incredibly harsh to have to go up for this. But... Don't write them off. I never write teams off in these situations. How many times, not just in cricket, in all sports, do we talk about one team having greater motivation and it doesn't pan out that way? Um, I'm not confident about them here. Uh, although they do have, you may be surprised to learn, they have won more T20s against India than lost. Um, and they are, as always, under you know a big price in the betting. But I do generally think, you know, India have got a squad who have players who are desperate to make their mark and that that will probably prove the difference. OK, Richard Mann, Edward Hawkins does not appear to be a side of the fan of the Indian balance. Um, I suspect you may be of the same view. No, I'd agree. I, I, look, I can't stand it. You, you pick all these gun, gun opening batsmen and then try and slot them in in different positions in the middle order and it rarely works but as Paul's just said I mean it's going to be really hard for New Zealand to get up for this one whereas India it's a changing of the guard really new coach new T20 captain in row all to play for there's some hungry young guys in there um, I just suspect that with home advantage as well that India will be raring to go for this one and you'd have to favour them on that basis for all New Zealand are again underestimated in the betting yeah, I was going to say, are these prices bonkers? Um, asked Dizzy Rascal. Um, 2.74 New Zealand. Paul Krishnamurti, talk to me. I think he's right. I, I, that's how I'd bet. I mean, for one, we, you know, we're used to India being short against everybody. They were 4-7 against Pakistan in Dubai. So they're entitled to be 4-7 against New Zealand under these circumstances at home. Um, I think that I'm, I'm, I'm not interested in playing that personally, especially with a toss bias either way. But I do think there might be an angle in this match because perhaps 
the runs might be a bit underestimated now because they haven't we haven't seen quite the run fest in 2021. If as I recall Jaipur from the IPL, it's plenty of runs out there. And I noticed that you can get 160, both teams score 160, six to four, uh, both 150 is five to six each two. That I think if you look back over years in the IPL, that would consistently make money backing five to six both to get 150. If you want a silly bet at the other end, 35 to one, both teams to score 200. How many times have we seen that in Indian T20 matches? How many times indeed? Right, Ed Hawkins, you've been peering curiously at the side markets. Yes, Ishan Kishan is four to one with Betfair Sportsbook at the moment for top run scorer for India. I suspect he might open, so he's not a four to one chance if he opens. And this is his kind of business, Kishan. I think he's a bit of a flat track bully, uh, Kishan, so he may well go well. Rahul, 95, not out, and Yadav, 72 on this ground. For New Zealand, Mitchell is 7-2 and Guptill is 3-1. to one. That's the other way round for me. Mitchell's the coming man. Guptill is not. Bowlers, two spinners in the top 10 wicket takers all time at this venue. Uh, so looking at death bowling, perhaps 3-1 to one Milne for the Kiwis and 7-2 to two Avesh for India. Lovely stuff. Um, more questions. Questions coming out of every orifice. Um, Naz, a listener to you, Richard, about Gaikwad, um, actually about the Saeed Mushtaq trophy where he's been in great form. And he asks, does your love affair with Gaikwad continue? Nice to have a question about him anyway. Yeah, I have been following him actually and it, it, it does appear to have, to have kept him really good touch. Be very interested if and when he gets the opportunity. I just... With a young guy like that, I'd like to see him come in and, and back where he's, he's he's done he's done the business for CSK, which is at the top of the order. And looking at this, it's hard to see him opening and finding a slot. I'd hate to see him come in at number four and fail. I think that'd be a, a backward step for him, really. So hopefully he do the right thing. And when he plays, he'll open. Um, one other side market I'm really interested in here is, is we talked about rotation a little bit. I suspect with the test series following on from this and it's the start of a new test championship cycle that Kane Williamson will be viewing that more importantly at the moment obviously the, the, the holders anyway in New Zealand he's had a really troublesome elbow for a while now he's missed cricket in the IPL he's missed test matches with this elbow I think he want to make sure he's right for that for that and I wouldn't be surprised as he's done previously if he missed one or two of these T20s I, I suspect he'd probably play the first one and he's out there as captain but the second or the third I think Williamson might sit out and I think that really opens Opens the betting up for someone else. Ed's obviously mentioned Mitchell there. I thought Zyfert was interested, interesting at sevens. Really good player of spin. And I know he batted six in the World Cup final. But if Williamson was to skip out Zyfert, who has batted at the top of the order before, he might be the one to go to three because I'm not sure Glenn Phillips will go up any further. He batted four in the World Cup final. So keep an eye on that. And if you get wind at Williamson, he's going to miss this one or the second. Someone else could be there to cash in. Okay, Paul Krishnamurti, I'm going to ask you very quickly who goes well for you. I'm going to endorse a lot of what I just said. I looked at Cypher too because I could see him being promoted. Um, you know, we're guessing about the lineups. Guy Quad at 11 to 1 for man in the match and top, I think, top, back to top match batsman 7 to 1 would be fantastic if we knew he was going to play, but we don't. Um, I would definitely endorse Ed mentioning Avesh Khan at 7 to 2 because he would definitely bowl the death. Okay, fantastic. Thank you very much. 
India versus New Zealand gets a giant tick and we move on. Best bet still to come, of course. But next, it's another T20 between Bangladesh and Pakistan. Bangladesh versus Pakistan, T20 from Dhaka on Friday. Early show has Bangladesh going off at two to one on the Betfair Exchange. Ed Hawkins, how are they lining up? We're, we're guessing really because we don't have uh, lineups for Bangladesh, um, but we're going to go with Naim, Das, Sakar, Mushfakir, Mahmudullah, Afif, Shamim, Mahedi, Taskin, Nassim, Mustafizir. We're waiting to find out whether Shakib Al Hassan is fit. Pakistan, again, same reasons uh, India could make changes. Uh, Pakistan may do the same. But Babar, Riz, Fakha, Haider Ali and Kushta, we're going with them in the middle order because they need to experiment, we suspect. Azif Ali, Shadab, Hassan Ali, getting back on the bike, Mohammed Nawaz, Usman Qadir, and then one from Afridi, Dani and Ralph. In August and September, Bangladesh played two five-game series versus Australia and New Zealand. They won 4-1 and 3-2 respectively because the pitches were awful. There was one score higher than 1-4-1 in first innings across those 10 games. Bangladesh were awful in the World Cup, but Richard Mann, is there a chance for them here? I want you to pretend for a moment you're a member of the Pakistan middle order and tell me how disappointed were they by that semi-final defeat by Australia? Uh, very disappointed, but I'm sure that you know they'll look back and the, the toss was a massive disadvantage. And I think this Pakistan side now under Babur Azam, I think they'll be straight back on that bike. And you suspect they'll be hard to beat, but the pitches could be a real leveller. If they're poor as they have been out here before, they could be a real leveller. Okay, on their bike, says Richard Mann. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, the odds say a mismatch. Do you agree? And if so, how can we play here? There's no way on the evidence of the last few weeks that Pakistan are 1.5 chance. No way, 1.25. And you would think that if there's one team that would be able to cope with the conditions in Bangladesh, it would probably be Pakistan. So I I would absolutely endorse that as a pretty solid bet, especially given that Bangladesh haven't got Shaq about a sand, clearly the best player. Um, Probably the bet would be going against Bangladesh runs, um, as Ed mentioned, those pitches in the summer were absolutely appalling. The Dakar um, par was like 130, 135. And you're generally never going to see par start below 140 in a T20 match. So I'd say go unders there. Okay. Um, question. Another question from a listener now, which will take us into the side markets discussion neatly. Adnan Sunny asks, historically, Bangladesh can't play leg spin. So what's your opinion about Shadab Khan? And is Asif big for top bat? Well, Bangladesh have struggled with leg spinners historically, haven't they? And Adam Zampa picked up five against them in the World Cup. Shadab Khan comes into this on the back of a good World Cup, so he'll be a threat, particularly if the pitches play ball. Um, and I do like Afif. I'm, you know, I've been a big fan. He's just been batting too low, really. But if, if Bangladesh lose early wickets to this excellent Pakistan attack, he could be a player there. As always, the price would have to be would have to play a ball for you to get involved, though. Okay, um, Ed Hawkins, side market views, please. Two to follow for Bangladesh. Naim, thirty three point three percent win rate last. A few years. If you're getting eleven to four, I think it's a, a bet. And and a thief, as Richard mentioned, and as Adnan asked, 
12.5% win rate. So we're going to need bigger than 7 to 1, please. For Pakistan, just very interesting price about Kushtil, who's a terrific hitter and could come into that middle order. And just wondering whether Hassan Ali may be given a role further up just to give him some confidence and get a hit and get that disappointment of the World Cup semi-final out of his system. OK. Um, Paul Krishnamurti, anyone you fancy here? Well, first of all, I think you will get bigger than seven and eight on our FIFA site. You generally do. And indeed, I agree, Kushtil and Hassan Ali are always interesting because they're often, Hassan Ali goes off 100 to 1 sometimes in that market. Um, the one I like for Bangladesh is Mahidi Hassan, who won for me a couple of games ago at 33 to 1. And that's a tremendous price in what will probably be a very low total. So maybe 25 wins that market. Okay, great. Um, that's done. Now it's time for a format change. Uh, will the guys remember how to bet on a test match? That's the big question coming up as we touch, deal with Sri Lanka versus West Indies next. Sri Lanka versus West Indies. The first test is coming at us from Gaul on Sunday. Ed Hawkins has got a lowdown and some stats and numbers and people and lots of lovely things. Yeah, I'll give you the odds first from Betfair Sportsbook. Waiting for the specials, etc. Sri Lanka 8 to 11 to win this first test. Draws 23 to 10. West Indies are 4 to 1. How do we think they're going to line up? Well, Sri Lanka may well go with this 11. Karen Aratni, Tiramane, Oshada, Angelo Matthews is back in the squad, so comes in at number four. Nirishan Dikvela, Vanindu, Mendis, Lakmal, Vishwa, Jaya Wikarama, Embel Denia, West Indies, Brathwaite, Hope, Bonner, Blackwood Mayers, Holder De Silva, Seals, Roach, Warwick and Permol. They, they could go with an extra batsman there and serve uh, Seals and bring Ross and Chase in, but we think they might line up like that. Anyway, head-to-head, two draws between these two in West Indies earlier this year. West Indies went on to lose at home to South Africa after that, but then they got a 1-1 draw versus Pakistan. In Gaul, four of the last seven have been won by the team batting first. Rather disappointed with that. I thought there might be a bigger toss by us, have a tendency to reckon bat first and let the pitch wear and then bowl the side out, batting last very cheaply. That does the trick here, but no stats to really back that up. England won 2-0 there in January. Sri Lanka beat New Zealand and South Africa at this venue, both of them since 2018. I love it, Ed Hawkins. It's like you've been let off the leash. Um, right, Paul Krishnamurti, you've always got a downer on the West Indies. I recall you were very much against them in that South Africa series. What do you say here? Yeah, same again. Um, they've never won a test match in Sri Lanka, which is a pretty remarkable stat. They've lost seven, drawn four. Um, the only thing putting me off backing Sri Lanka 8-11 to 11 to win the match is an, a look at the advanced weather forecast shows a lot of rain around. So I would say back the 4-7 to seven in draw no bet. OK, thank you, um, Paul. Richard Mann. What can those wise eyes tell us? Tell, who writes this stuff? What can those wise eyes tell us about what's going to happen here? Well, I, I mean, I'll tell you what I saw last year. I saw a shocking Sri Lanka side beaten by England on these shores. Um, and look, I know they've made some really good rapid strides in T20 cricket, and we saw that in evidence at the World Cup. But I'm still not convinced by them, Sri Lanka. I'm not saying I'd be rowing in with the West Indies here, but I, I'm not sure I could back Sri Lanka odds on. I really, I really can't. I, I think they've still got some serious questions to answer. 
And if they were to lose the toss and West Indies was to even get 300 on the board, I think it'd be game on. Okay. So can I interest anyone in a consensus that it might be trial by spin and West Indies are going to fail that test? Um, I would say that is what I would assume. And I don't think, I think that's a fair point from Rich. If they get 300 on the board, they've got a chance. I'm not convinced they will get 300. I'd be happy to go under 250 if that's odds against. But I suppose, looking at that weather forecast, there is a chance that it might be um, cloudy overhead that would bring the windies into this. Yeah, that's okay. that's my concern actually about the West Indies. I'm, I'm not sure about world class spin in their lineup, um, and that's what you do usually need out here. Although exactly, Kingdom best got the job done for England, didn't they last year? So, so who knows? I just I just think they're very short, Sri Lanka. Okay, thank you very much, um, Ed Hawkins. Some favourite fancies on the side markets, perhaps. Yeah, Jay Wickerama, 11 wickets versus Bangladesh in his last match. Spinner should be getting into the game very early on as a possible bet on top bowler. However, three standout bets for you coming up. Jason Holder, top bat for West Indies, big prices. Jermaine Blackwood to score a 50. He's old faithful. He's always doing the business for us. Um, that's for first innings and he'll be available in play. Well, should be available in play. Uh, and Nirishan Dickweller is another one to score a 50. Often a big price for your top run scorer, but he just tends to come in uh, and give things a thrash and a bash and probably doesn't have quite the discipline to go big enough to get that winner on that market. So back him to score a 50 is very solid. OK, Paul Krishnamurti, anyone? Finish it off. I'm just going to say, um, because I do fancy Sri Lanka, I would pick one bowler and one batsman from out of the match. So I'd go Joe Wickrama and Nimishan Dickweller. Okay, Richard Mann. I, I'm actually mad keen on one if he plays, and I'm, I'm dubious that he will, but Roshan Silva is in the 22-man Sri Lanka squad. He's been around the squad for the last year or so, though didn't play against England in the aforementioned series. But this is a guy with a really good record in Asia. Average is 56 in Asia, and where he's come up short is when they've gone away from home. But in Asia, he's done really well. In 2018 against England, Roshan Silva averaged 47. He was Sri Lanka's top one scorer in that series. If he plays, and I think there's definitely room for him in the middle order, he'll be a bet. And I've just looked back, actually, I backed him in that uh, the last series thinking he'd play, and he was 13-2 to two for top Sri Lanka batsman. If he gets an odd, Roshan Silva, I think he's a massive player for Sri Lanka. OK, thank you very much. Now it's time to find out what this week's best bets are. Best bets time. Scores on the doors, please, Edward Hawkins. Paul Krishnamurti, 26.5 to the good. Richard Mann is back on the winning trail, plus 2.5. Richard Mann went first last week with his five units. So it's over to you, Paul Krishnamurti. You have the conch. OK, I'm going to have a two-point treble on India to score the most sixes at 8 to 11. Sri Lanka to win the test match. Draw no bet at four to seven and Pakistan to beat Bangladesh. Now I'll kick off two units, uh, India to win the uh, first T20 and hit the most fours and sixes. And that's at 21 to 10. Okay, and I'll have two points on India and New Zealand to both hit 160 runs or more in the first T20. And then the first T20, I'll have one unit on Harshal Patel to be top India bowler. And right, okay, this is half a unit on each of the first two Indian New Zealand T20s. 
half a unit on both sides to get 200 or more at 35 to 1. I like it. I'll finish off with uh, two points. Russian silver, top Sri Lanka batsman in the first test. Great stuff. Cricket only better. 113 is done. Don't forget to check out betting.betfair. Plenty of going on there this week. Join us next Tuesday. We're previewing that first test between India and New Zealand from Kampur. See you then. <laughs>